Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today I'm sending up the bat signal and asking for your feedback, emails, comments, whatever, as I rip off the scab on some of the original fights I picked on this show. The Rock Fight is rapidly closing in on 100 episodes, so for anyone that has discovered us recently, I wanted to bring up some of the original topics from when the show launched just shy of about nine months ago, add some context, and then have you, the listeners, weigh in on them. But before we get to that, don't forget about your home for unnew outdoor products for secondhand September, and that is Gear Trade. Since 1999, Gear Trade has made it easy to sell your unwanted stuff. They'll send you a box and a shipping label to make it as easy as possible. Head to GearTrade.com, click on the Sell Your Gear tab to get started. Okay, let's start the show. Folks, we're closing in on 100 episodes of The Rock Fight, and as far as our crack team of internet researchers can tell, we are going to be the first outdoor podcast to accomplish that metric in under 87 years. Not really, but so before we notch an old number 100 on the bedpost, I wanted to revisit a handful of our first topics from last December for our newer listeners, give some additional context on what bugs me about these topics, and then solicit listener feedback for our next mailbag episode with Justin Hausman that may be actually as soon as next week. How do you send your feedback, I can hear you asking? Why? By emailing us or reaching out to us on our socials. So send your emails to myrockfight, M-Y, myrockfight, all one word, at gmail.com, and you can find us and DM us on Instagram or threads, which is at underscore rockfight underscore. And you can't find us on Twitter any longer because fuck that place. All right, we're starting this trip down memory lane with episode one, the title, Ski Resorts Are Not Outdoor. And of course, I've linked each of these episodes in the show notes. If you want to go back and listen to them, listen. That's two listens in a row. Not cool, Colin. I think the first ever episode of The Rock Fight, it speaks for itself. The bottom line is this. Ski resorts are the golf courses of the outdoors. Backcountry skiing backcountry snowboarding, that's badass. There is nothing badass about skiing at a resort. And as we sit here in September, I am not looking forward to six months of every other social media post I see being someone riding a lift and then like jumping off of something on a powder day. Of course, all of this comes under the header of you do you. And if you want to define your winter excursions by paying exorbitant prices to do a glorified version of sledding, but actually worse than sledding, because at least in sledding, you walk back up the hill and earn it a little more. And here you sit on a little chair, then great. I'm stoked for you. But stop trying to include resort skiing in the stable of outdoor adventure sports. Unless you're skinning and learning how to traverse avalanche terrain, you're just putting your hobby in a class of activities where there's real risk and a real need for specific physical and mental skills in order to do it. Look, I remain undeterred on this one. Skiing at a resort is super fun and definitely part of the larger outdoor person's world. But riding lifts at a ski resort is not an outdoor activity. So do you agree? Do you disagree? I want to hear your ski thoughts. Myrockfight at gmail.com. I want to know why skiing is held in such high regard. Is it because it's one of the first things you do as a little kid? Why does paying stupid amounts of money to sharing a motorized lift with a billion other people so you can play human dodgeball get lumped in with rock climbing and sea kayaking? Myrockfight at gmail.com. Send it over. Okay, this next topic is relevant because just yesterday, Literally yesterday, the day before the day I recorded this, I observed some of these folks in the wild, and by wild, I mean my local climbing gym because I'm talking about shirtless dudes in the climbing gym. 
In the original episode, I kept it really simple, and I gave a list of places where it is acceptable for dudes to pop off that top in public. And look, the main reason I'm so anti-dudes without shirts in the climbing gym is because 99% of the time, it's just a vanity play. Take yesterday, for example. I walked into my local gym with my daughter, and there were two guys who were buff. Like, they were definitely fit and yoked, and they were in short shorts and no shirt. And it was for no reason other than they wanted people to look at them with a slow head nod and acknowledgement of how good they thought they looked. Because it wasn't hot in the gym. It was an overcast day outside. It was very pleasant. And the AC was cranking in the gym. And also, men, if you were still in that phase of your life where you think people want to look at you without your shirt on, they mostly don't. But if so, please watch how you move when you are shirtless. There is this sort of upper body strut that men do that's a kind of peacocking move where we puff up our chest, push out our traps, and hold our arms out to the side much further than necessary to show off our physique. And when you walk, you have to hold that position and move like an old He-Man action figure would move if it miraculously came to life. The funny thing here is I am very pro. Do what you need to do to be comfortable. I want to live in a world where everyone is comfortable in their own skin and there's no kink shaming or body shaming. Look, I've run without a shirt on in relatively cool weather because I find it more comfortable than overheating in your shirt. But outdoor encounters with others are brief and way less awkward than you blowing it up next to a shy kid. Just put on a goddamn tank top and be considerate of those around you who maybe aren't down with your half-naked body climbing on the rope next to them. And yes, I get that climbing outside without a shirt is very normal. But guess what? A gym is not outside. So yeah, I like the other one. I'm undeterred on this topic. But what do you think? Are you a guy who climbs shirtless in the climbing gym? Send me your rebuttal. Send me your rebuttal, myrockfight at gmail.com. The last Vintage Rock Fight episode I want to revisit is also the shortest one we've ever done, and thus it's one of the most downloaded, and that is Crocs. Crocs have been and will continue to be a punching bag for me, despite the fact that I am throwing rocks at what has become a billion-dollar brand. One of those shoes you see on all ages and in all situations. So in short, Crocs have become one of society's greatest failings, and here's why. The beauty of being alive from a fashion point of view in 2023 is we have so many options and so much history to inform how we can dress. Until the 1950s, it was all pretty much the same. Each culture had a style that everyone adhered to. Kids were the resized hand-me-downs of their parents, so there wasn't a lot of opportunity for expressing yourself through your clothes or shoes. Post-World War II, the Fashion Express was on. Over the course of the final five decades of the 20th century, we tried it all to the point where trends started repeating themselves. And through that, we established better basics, some evergreen fashion trends that will always work and don't need a lot of thought put into them. Good denim jeans, t-shirts, and tank tops, well-constructed and clean-looking sneakers. There are simple and good-looking options for all genders, it's easy to look good and buy clothes and shoes that will always look good and never go out of style. And yet there are glitches in this version of the matrix. People like comfy things and are willing to look past obvious problems in order to experience that comfort. And that's how we get Crocs being a dominant force on our feet. Look, all of that aside, that's the rational explanation for why we're here. All that aside, here's the real reason why I abhor Crocs. Because of the history, and because we know what looks good on a human, what is aesthetically pleasing for us to wear. We all know that Crocs can't look good. Now, I'm all for contrarian people, contrarian trends, behavior, whatever, but when it comes to Crocs, 
I simply cannot take you seriously if you are wearing them. Because I believe that despite what you say, you know they look dumb. And you're either wearing them ironically, because they look dumb, which I kind of respect, or you're a sheep who believes that because they have so much widespread adoption, they've actually become cool. So my advice is if you can ever see the crossroads of a product or a trend where it's not entirely clear whether it's actually cool or just a lot of hipsters are wearing something in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, just stay away from it, okay? We lost this one on Crocs. I have to admit that as much as I may hate them. But we lost this one. All right, let me hear it, Crocs people. Tell me why you choose to wear the dumbest shoe ever made. Send me your Crocs-related emails to myrockfight at gmail.com. Okay, that's it. Don't let me down, Rock Fighters. Send me those emails. Also, be sure to vote on what you think is my worst take of these three. There are two places to vote, either on Instagram or in the Spotify app. If you're listening on Spotify, just scroll down and you can see you can vote. Or go check out at underscore rockfight underscore on Instagram and vote there. Please take a second and follow or subscribe the Rock Fight wherever you're listening to it and leave a five-star review. I know that's an annoying request, but that is how we're going to grow the show by plucking all the algorithmic strings. So please do me a solid, follow and rate the show. The Rock Fight's a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to read your emails and here, like always, to take us out with the Rock Fight fight song as Krista makes from Less Than Jake. We'll see you next time. Rock fight.